Welcome to the Fearless Fostering Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst, LCSW, a foster and adoptive and bio mama and a therapist in private practice. I'm here to help foster mamas feel seen, heard, and supported on their journey. From quick, actionable steps to make your foster care journey easier to interviews with foster and adoptive mamas, the Fearless Fostering Podcast delivers education and encouragement weekly. So let's get started. Hello, friends. I hope that you are doing well and having a great day. I'm so excited to be with you and answering your questions. So I'm going to get right into it today. I have two very good questions that I cannot wait to discuss with you. So let me go ahead and get the first one pulled up. So this person said they are preparing for their first placement, starting transition over the next two weeks. Any tips? Well, this could be like a whole hour long thing, but my biggest tips for preparing for your first placement, if you know that your life is gonna be changing in such a huge way as it does when you add a new family member, and especially through foster care, I always tell people to take care of yourself and truly ask yourself, what do I need right now? If you can get into the habit of that way of thinking sooner than later, your foster care experience is going to be so much easier and so much less stressful because I think we're just conditioned to not ask ourselves what we need on a regular basis. And this is something that I talk about a lot inside of my Fearless Fostering Group Coaching Program is telling people really to recondition yourself to think about what is it that I need. And then in the same way, I would ask yourself this, what does my family need right now before this big life transition happens? Sometimes you're not gonna know exactly what you need when when the child arrives, when things get started, but beforehand, you can kind of sit with yourself, what am I feeling right now? What do I wanna be feeling right now? Those are questions that I ask people a lot, both in my private practice and when I work with foster mamas, and it's really important that We can sit with those questions, maybe journal about them or talk about them with a therapist and try to get some answers around those. And then of course you have all the other things that come along with preparing for a first placement, which is, you know, what kind of things do you need to have on hand? What can you delegate out? That's always a huge one. There's a lot that can feel overwhelming about starting your foster care journey, obviously. So thinking about, okay, could I preemptively ask my friends to do a meal train for us when the child arrives just so that for the first week or so or two weeks we don't have to think about dinner or at least a few nights a week we don't have to think about dinner is it like taking your all your laundry to the laundromat you know and getting it all done in one big swoop before a child arrives so that everything's clean and you're starting with fresh clean clothes whatever it is for you this is just ideas to get you started and i would honestly say too one of the best things you can do is talk to other people who have been in you know the foster parent role talk to people and ask them what was the most helpful thing for you? What was something that you wish you knew at the beginning that you didn't know, but it would have been really helpful to know? So those are my kind of tidbits for getting prepared for your first placement. Maybe some of that is like new thinking for you. It's not just always about, you know, what supplies you need to have on hand. For me, it's a lot about what ways can you take care of yourself and can you take care of your family unit as it exists right now before a new child comes into your care. Great question though. 
Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know really quickly about some amazing free resources for foster mamas on my website, fearlessfostering.com. I have a self-care quiz that will help you decide exactly what type of self-care you need at this point on your foster care journey, as well as a virtual retreat for foster mamas and an anxiety reducing email course, all for free. Check it out right now on fearlessfostering.com. All right, I'm going to uh, get to the next question, which is navigating toxic behaviors in teens with trauma. So this person said they're struggling with, you know, having empathy, but they're also burnt out. And I think when I hear the word toxic behaviors, first of all, I, I mostly in my private practice work with teens. So this is something that I do have a lot of experience with without knowing exactly what behaviors are specifically you're talking about. I can speak to the nature of toxic behaviors, which when I hear the word toxic, it is kind of something that is bad for the teen and or bad for the family and or a repetitive type of thing. Um, when you hear toxic, you typically think something that just goes on and on and on and over and over again. So this could be something like, you know, cutting or just bad risky relationship behaviors or risky social media behaviors, a million things like that, that teens are navigating. And obviously at the heart of those behaviors, there is an unmet need. And we know that, but I think it's very difficult in the moment to know how to show up, like you said, with empathy, but you're also a human being with limited, you know, time and energy and care that you can give to this teen who seems to be, you know, kind of like going off the rails a little bit for lack of a better term. So I think one important thing I would say is that you as this teen's caregiver need to, again, think about ways that you can care for yourself and understand that the toxic behaviors that teens with trauma have is not an issue that a foster parent alone can handle. It's just not. They need to have a therapeutic team around them. And I know a lot of times in foster care, this is easier said than done, but I'm hopeful that, that you can be working closely with your teen's treatment providers to you know, talk about what is coming up, what is happening, what am I seeing as this person's primary caregiver, and what can I do about it, and asking them for specific suggestions for you as the parent to navigate these very difficult situations. I think that a lot of times um, when I talk to parents who are dealing with you know tricky or toxic teenage behaviors with their kids, they want a solution right away. They obviously, they don't want their kid to be in danger, they see, that this child whose frontal lobe is not fully developed is making very bad choices. Um, and that if they continue to make very bad choices, they understand the you know maybe permanent repercussions that could happen in this person's life. So we obviously love them and we're trying to avoid that. But I think the better question that I wish more parents asked was what can I do? What can I do? Because I know I can only control myself. So what can I do to kind of change the dynamic here. How can I help this teen who clearly has an unmet need and what can I do? But it's not about solving their problem and making them see like the error of their ways. It's about supporting them and continuing to show up in support for them even when they're doing these toxic behaviors. Now, that being said, I like that this person also acknowledged they're feeling some burnout from that because again, you're human, you're not a robot. You can only do this for so long before you feel like I have nothing left to give. I really can't support this teenager in the way that they need to be supported or in a way that I feel I can give without resentment. So again, I come back to, it's very important for you to be taking care of yourself. 
to be asking yourself the question, first of all, is something about this teen's behavior triggering something inside of me? If so, what? And having a therapist or a safe space to talk about that and process through that, that's very important. And then also, what can I control? What is in my control here? And just having a plan of attack, I think knowing, okay, what was really hard about navigating these behaviors, especially in teens, is like the kind of catching you off guard. Like, I didn't know this was even a thing that could happen or this is a thing that they would do and I was surprised by it. So when that happens, it can be even more off-putting and also can make you feel more burnt out because you're just totally caught off guard. So I always tell people in these situations too, it's a really good idea to start thinking about how can I cope ahead. And another thing that really helps a lot of my teen clients is I will tell them and I'll have them, I'll have this conversation with both them and their parents. I'll say, let's have a meeting together and talk about red flags. And so the teen will say, okay, these are the behaviors that when you see me doing this, this, and this, you are allowed to, as my primary caregiver, do this, this, and this. Because some kids don't want you to ask them over and over again, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? Are you doing all right? And some kids are like, you don't even ask me how I'm doing. If you see me doing this, why aren't you saying anything? But every kid is different. So having those conversations in a safe space, especially, definitely recommend in a therapist's office, not in the home. And then kind of coming up with like a contract, an agreement, and I would definitely put it in writing where I, as your parent, you have said, teenager, when I see this, this, and this behavior, I am allowed to respond in this, this, and this way. And these are the ways that you would like me to respond. So that when you see these red flags down the road, you know what to do and you both feel better and you both have this like kind of reduction in that nervous tension around these kind of toxic behaviors. So I hope that helps. I hope that just, um, can give you some, you know, kind of tidbits and pointers and tips for this difficult situation. And I am here for you. If you have any other questions, you can feel free to reach out anytime um, on my website, fearlessfostering.com or in my DMs at Fearless Fostering. I'll talk to you guys again soon.